hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? I'm sick, but we're still doing this. No, I'm, I don't mean... <sighs> Turn it down for Walt and the server. The rest of Walt's server got confused when I said I am sick. They were like, yeah, so true. And I know, no, literally, I am sick <laughs> with an illness of some kind. But I'm still here. Just wasn't able to record last night. Hada, thank you for making time on your Friday evening. We got so much to talk about. But Hada, first of all, how are you doing? It's birthday time it is, it is our birthday so jesse and i if you guys don't remember from a episode a couple weeks back we realized that we have the same birthday so our birthday um, at the point of recording is tomorrow um so probably when you're viewing slash listening to this it'll probably be our birthday so if you guys can tweet at us and wish us a happy birthday or um you know all that good stuff or just you know follow bsm pod that is the birthday gift enough but yeah i've enjoyed my friday um i am teaming with the Fizzwiggle tomorrow at a colorado monthly so it should be very fun for my birthday and um yeah it's been a great uh end of my work week and we have a lot to talk about because we did miss this past week we have um the bsm pod live at big house we had the end of summit voting and currently as we're speaking uh ludwig invitational is going on right now so jesse how do we want to jump into this we got a lot to unpack here we should probably go from the past to the present because otherwise we're going to leave things like like the the, the offseason and dreamhack rotterdam behind because everybody's moved on but just for our listeners who loyally decide not to go to amazing resources like waiting for game actually you know what a lot of waiting for game listeners probably listen to this actually shouts out to people like louise okay well we should start there because otherwise we're going to forget didn't we have a recording after after big house though because i'm pretty sure we did so let's just let's just not even talk about big house because you know what happened at the off season <laughs> a charity event by the way yep. raised over fifty thousand dollars uh you know it's super super cool but also through a 25k prize pool melee mm -hmm. showdown has a hundred entrants <laughs> But uh, some top top ten players, including Amsa, who won a tournament back to back weekends. First winning Big House, yep. then winning the off season, and Mute City was a legal counterpick. It was so amazing. Was How sad. are your thoughts? I mean, Mute City is. I saw. I think I saw Two Saint tweet out something that um, Mute City is a more valid counterpick than Unfrozen Stadium, and you know, of course, it's a reactionary tweet. Something to get the get the interactions going, but. You know, Mute City's fun. I mean, I at the very beginning of my career, uh, Mute City was a legal counterpick. So, like, back when I was, like, a, in high school and, like, or even pre-high school playing in super basic tournaments, you know, I could go to Polka Floats. I could go to Mute City, Green Green, stuff like that. And it threw me back. And something that interested me was all the characters that really seem to thrive on... Mute City, the people counterpicking it, are the characters who realistically really want the ledge. You have Pikachu trying to quick attack the ledge. You have Falcon wanting the mix-ups in order to get back to stage. Sheik having so much invulnerability off the ledge. Amsa's Yoshi being able to mix up a lot of things off the ledge. But and, Pikachu, as it turns out. Yeah, Pikachu looking pretty good on on Mute City. And um, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Did you see? Did you see J Mook versus Axe on Mute City? Oh my god, the wave dash jab forward air, wave dash brutal. jab forward air. So yes, good. but Pikachu needs the ledge. All of a sudden, we all realize, oh no, Pikachu needs the ledge too. Axe, this was not a good counterpick. <laughs> it was just one of those things where if you're off stage and 
you know, I used to kind of pick that stage a lot because, you know, I'm Peach. Peach doesn't yes, really need the ledge. Peach hates the ledge. Lead ledge bad for Peach. And so I'm like, ooh, Mute City, good, because everyone else needs ledge. And ledge is, you know, not my safe haven, but it's everyone else's. So I used to love going to Mute City, but now seeing all these characters who usually love the ledge, um, and then Jmook using the booster pads for those, like I was saying, those wave dash jab extensions were so, so sick. And, um, yeah, Jmook... Uh, proving to a lot of people that even a uh, newer school, quote unquote, I know guys, I know that um, Jay Mook's been playing since like the mid 2000, the 2010s. I know, but he, you know, didn't go to a lot of things and yada, yada, yada. But like even people who come <laughs> in well past those stages have been banned, showing some, showing some swagger on those uh, banned stages. You know, you really love to see that. Um, yeah. Amsa winning back to back. Super sick. I think Amsa, Going into Ludwig Invitational this weekend is probably the early favorite if I had to make a established guest guess. So what's been what's been really cool about seeing two back to back AMSA wins is just everybody saying, Are we in the AMSA number one era? And I think that'll come crashing down to earth this weekend, but I don't want to get too terribly far ahead of myself. I just want to make sure that we all properly cause this is the first time in 10 years of AMSA competing at majors that we've been able to sort of just take this in. Some true Yoshi dominance. I, I just want to say, I for one, love it. In 2022, it was not on my bingo card for AMSA to win a major. Now, when we all heard about AMSA wanting to move to Canada for a working visa and stay in Vancouver for a year, we all thought, okay, well, that might have some potential because what's really tough, of course, it, about going to tournaments in North America from Japan is the 13 or 12 hour, sorry, 13 or 10 hour difference, depending on which side of the country you go to, Hada, is that that's brutal. That's so brutal. And the time that it takes to travel and you don't usually give yourself a few days, you usually travel the day before and you're trying to get some friendlies in and who wants to play the best Yoshi because really you're concerned about them downloading them as you downloading the person. Anyway. All that to say, I have really enjoyed these past two weeks of just going, AMSA is really that gamer. So mm -hmm. we might not get a chance to say that the past this weekend, but it feels good that a mid-tier character winning two back-to-back -back events and over JMook, especially impressive because I think JMook has shown, we've all seen this, and we're you, Hada, you and I are big JMook fans. We've been able to see how amazing the adaptations are on his part, he'll he'll take a matchup that doesn't necessarily look friendly and be able to start to turn it in his favor. Sometimes even one set later. Right. Shouts out to when when Axe 3 0 JMook and then JMook returned the favor the very next day. I think this was I think this was Shine. Anyway, that th that's JMook. So seeing the winners semi Sorry, the winner's final set, and then again in grands. Jamie was able to take one set off of AMSA. It was a real grand finals. It was a pleasure to watch. But seeing AMSA come back on top, back-to-back -to -back weekends. I love I love that timeline. I just I have to appreciate it while it's still here. Yeah. And uh, all this while it's going on, um, DreamHack Rotterdam, same weekend. Um, had a yes. lot of cool developments there. Some three marquee points we had. Triff coming back after a long time and then promptly after releasing a twit longer explaining a you know personal life development i believe their girlfriend having a pretty serious medical condition spring up in the last year and wanting to devote more of their time to caring for them and making sure that they're in their closer-knit family is taken care of which 
anyone can relate to, um, anyone who's had a family with health, family member with health complications knows that a lot of things tend to take a backseat to that. But all that being considered, Triff took his first set over Leffen in his career. So that's the first career win over Leffen specifically um, in order to qualify for, I believe, winner's finals, which was an excellent performance there from Triff, uh, formerly the second best peach in the world. Uh, Professor Pro going on a monstrous run all the way to winner's side of grand finals. And finally, Big Leff, after losing to Triff, said, you know, enough's enough. Absolutely <laughs> stormed through the loser side top eight bracket to a 6-0 win over Professor Pro to claim the DreamHack Rotterdam Championship. Uh, but not to be uh, too critical on Prof Pro, Prof did actually end up qualifying for Smash Summit 14. So we will be able to see more of Aaron Thomas coming up soon. So I know all the UK boys are going to be so excited to watch um, Prof Pro go absolutely bananas in the Summit 14 format. Um, and Prof Pro has been a... Uh, I've been a fan of Prof Pro for a very long time. I think a very undervalued and underappreciated Fox. I think uh, Tove had a YouTube video a couple months back where he looked at the top 50 to top 30 level quality players and said, if you transported this player back at their current skill level, do you think they'd be a top five player back in 2014? And the only person he said for affirmative on was Professor Pro, which is, you know, only really discounting. I believe he also said Zuppy if he could bring his box back, but they discounted that. <laughs> but, um, so Prof Pro in Tove's eyes, probably the most under-recognized, undervalued player in the top 50 to top 30 range. So I have huge expectations for Prof to at least take a handful of wins and kind of up their, up their value in the grand uh, top 100 ranking season moving forward towards the end of the year. And I have full faith that Prof Rowe can do it. Prof Rowe's a beast. And I'm excited to see what happens at Smash Summit 14. We were talking about how the roster is now finalized. Of course, you have the invited players, players like Zane, Hungrybox, Mango, Leffen, Wizrobe, IBDW, Jmook, Amsa, Plup, and Pipsqueak. But then you also have the qualified players like Soon Say from the Big House 10, Professor Pro, who we just talked about from DreamHack Rotterdam. And then we have the vote-in players. First of all, He's so talented. Talented. J-Flex. Let's go. That's my Ooh. guy right there. All chats own J-Flex. So I'm so excited to see Flexman go crazy. Um, not only today at Last Chance Qualifier, but also at Smash Summit 14. Flex has really been practicing for this. Um, getting a lot of great performances of things like the nightclub recently. Only finishing below 2 Saint, if I remember correctly. So 2 Saint knocked them out. And they got second in the most recent nightclub. And I believe the one before ended up losing to 2 Saint. And then I think to JoJo. So 2 Saint, you know, their own teammate. <laughs> really proving to be one of the big... Uh, qualifiers against JFlex's dominance in the tri-state region. But, you know, Toussaint slowly getting back into true form, and I'm expecting Toussaint to make a lot of big moves um, in the upcoming months as well. But not to take away too much from the Summit votees, you know, carry on. Who else is joining big man JFlex? I had to brag about my boy real quick. <laughs> yes, aside from all chats, very own JFlex, you also got Tempo Storm Axe being voted in. FlyQuest Kadoran and not sponsored, but hopefully soon. And also shouts out to soon say Professor Pro get them sponsored. Get them. Oh wait, why is Wizard not sponsored either? Ah! Okay, <laughs> but back to Kadoran and Ralph and Axe, your final three vote-in players. Of course, 
it's so cool to see not one but two Pikachu's, and I'm told that Swift is going as a as a as a as a as a, as a uh, VIP. So that means we get to have three Pikachu's in the same building. That would be. Of course, meaning that maybe Ralph and Axe actually won't do so well because they'll be practice partners for the other's opponents. But also, what about the power-up? What if Axe just goes on that dream run? Kind of in a similar way to Smash Summit 8, I believe it was, or whichever, maybe Summit 9. It doesn't matter because Axe won one of them, and you can correct me in Twitch chat or in the comments of the I video. How amazing would it be to see yet another beast run like that? And then, of course, Kadoran, who was recently... How do, how do I describe this? Recently described in one of Walt's... Turned out for Walt's videos as like a top 10 gatekeeper. And yeah. Kadoran wants to be able to break into the next level because Kadoran has wins over the invited players, players like Zane and Hungrybox and Mango. So if Kadoran could do it once, it's sort of in the same camp as Amsa, who also had wins over top players, but was never able to put it together for one tournament run. Maybe this is the tournament where Kadoran's able to do that. We don't know. And then, of course, Ralph in the same vein as, as Axe, hopefully being able to take the Pikachu very far. But Ralph also shows a willingness to switch to Fox much faster than Axe does. Maybe if there's a chic, maybe Ralph goes Fox, maybe not. We'll see. But certainly against Hungrybox, you would assume that both players, because Axe does want to play Fox against Hungrybox specifically, but I think Ralph might have a faster willingness to switch to the Fox than Axe would. It'll be very interesting to see how that turns out. So this is this is going to be coming up in the beginning of November, all, only a few weeks away, which is crazy. So I'm really excited to see what happens at Smash Summit 14. Yeah, Smash Summit 14 looking like a, a huge catalyst for a lot of these, I guess, uh, I guess mid-tier level players. We do have, um, I believe this is the first time in a very long time, we didn't have a lot of uh, Peach presence. I don't think there's a single Peach in the bracket. So avoiding that fluffer in, in its own right, we now have... Like you said, Swift coming in as a VIP. So what does that say to the level of depth that these Pikachu players, Ralph and Axe specifically, um, how far they'll push into this bracket? Because we've seen the the level of Puff presence directly affecting players like HBox, where HBox without you know other top level Puffs, so whether that be a Dawson or a Palpa or prince abu or snowy you know without those guys in attendance we've seen you know a lot more qualified puff wins and so we're gonna have to see how that level of proficiency will develop going into the rest of smash Summit 14 so i i know ralph is a is a character connoisseur pa even past the fox past the pikachu i believe they do have a a very very um uh, I guess, capable Peach and Sheik as well. So I'm really interested to see, you know, what kind of characters we see Ralph, will Ralph pull out? I know the Fox and Pikachu are probably the most tournament ready. And I think Pikachu has been the one that's helped Ralph dominate NorCal as of recently. So um, really excited to see more Pikachu representation. I think Swift was such a refreshing um, addition to the top level uh, player talent pool in the last few, in the last couple years during the online Slippy era into the post, I guess, post-COVID arc in um, competitive melee. So having Ralph's perspective on Pikachu is going to be really exciting coming into specifically Summit and how they transition out of that Summit performance and go into the tournaments going into the end of the year. 
definitely missing out a little bit on the Falcos and Falcons of the world for Summit 14, but otherwise great character diversity. I know, you know, we, we've both noticed amazing character diversity in top eights across the year so far. Summit 14 continuing to look the same way. Very excited for that event. But of course, we do have another big event to talk about, and it is, like you said, Hada, happening right now, the Ludwig Smash Invitational. In fact, you can even look at, should I send you the link to the last chance qualifier bracket so that you can see what's happening live as Ooh, we're talking? I can pull should that I just... up right now, actually. I'll just have it. Oh, you're pulling it up? Okay, you pull it up, you pull it up. Because right now, we have a couple of developments. You know, for example, I'm really excited to see how far Shroomed is going so far, because when you talk about Shroomed, and there's been a certain amount of inactivity from Shroomed, again, it goes to how much practice has gone in, how much are we expecting to see out of somebody like Shroomed. But Shroomed is still in winners. Start Starting out with a 3-0 over Bonfire 10. Shouts out to Bonfire 10. Very good chic from New England. And then a 3-0 over Salt, Hada. And, then, and now is going to be facing win. solo battle is now going to be facing solo battles. So that's a true test because obviously the Sheik and the Puff matchup, very, very tough. And solo battle still in winners. Solo battle 3 0 face roll the previous round before. So that's that's just that's just some highlights of what's, what's been happening so far. You want to talk about something that's been standing out to you? I mean, definitely, I think that you've really hit on two really impactful players. And I know some discussions went into a lot of these international players coming out to make this their career-defining run. Um, so players like Solo Battle don't get to travel to the U.S. that often. Spud just getting back into top-level melee. I can't right now. Thank you, though. Here, 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 here. Um, yeah, Spud just getting back into top international com uh, competition as well. And then you uh, brought up another great player. You know, Shroomed has been active since the early ages of uh, competitive melee. So that's going back to, you know, PC, Chris, KDJ, and Shroom beginning their career towards the end of the MLG era and already proving that Shroom still got it, which is great to Shroom's see. Got and it. and uh, so Meds taking game one over Frenzy, as we're seeing right now on screen, by the way. So uh, Conduit Gaming's own Meds. Um, and Frenzy, so also again, uh, more international talent like Frenzy. Frenzy's been showing, had a really great showing for a top eight performance at DreamHack Rotterdam. And so we're able to see a little bit more representation from these European players. So my biggest look at this upcoming Ludwig Invitational is, you know, despite, you know, JFlex and when JFlex is going to win the whole thing, obviously. But past that, <laughs> I think players like Solo Battle, who don't have the full uh, competitive opportunity to make their career-defining moment, doesn't have the opportunity to travel to U.S. frequently enough to get a depth of results. So solo battle, especially in this Swiss format specifically, being able to have so many top-level matches and develop that head-to-head -head competition and uh, going especially into voting season, uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, the PG Stats ballot representees looking at their spreadsheets gonna be like you know solo battle only came out to a couple european events but when the, the solo battle went to ludwig smash invitational he got wins over blank 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 and blank because it was swiss he got to play so many players and prove that solo battle is one of the best puff players in the world if not the best puff player in the world because we don't have that depth of data in order to prove that or not of course, Hungerbox probably going to be the best player at Puff around the world at the end of the year, but we don't know. Solo Battle is a monster. Solo Battle is a beast. 
as far as I know, Solo Battle <laughs> might just be the best player in the world, but we just don't know. And we're going to find out the more this progresses. We'll have to visit this bracket when we're done doing our exhibition best of five. But here's another highlight. Spud already on a great run going over the likes of <clears throat> where did Spud go? Oh, yes. Going 3-1 over Ralph, who we were just talking about for Smash Summit 14. And then a 3-2 over Sunsei with the hotness. Sunsei playing very well at the Big House 10, finishing at, I want to say, fifth or yes. fourth. Fifth. It was fifth. And then... And then it's a 3-2 in Spud's favor, so let's go, Spud. I, I'd love to see that. It's not because I hate Sunsei or anything. Shouts out to Sunsei. Lovely episode on, on the Radio Melee podcast, and I can't wait to listen to the Waiting for Game with Sunsei podcast. He was on two this week. Shouts out to, to, to Sunsei. Sunsei making a media however, that's what it looks like. <laughs> however, however, Spud already as far as winner's quarterfinal, I think that means that Spud only has to win one more match versus either Meds or Frenzy to make top eight of this. And then it's just in the the normal Swiss pools bracket that's happening tomorrow for the Ludwig Smash Invitational. Oh my gosh. That's how it works, isn't it? Yep. Oh, let's go. Yeah, that's so cool. Some really Shout out cool to Rishi. Moments. Also one match away. Although, Rishi will either have to play Josh Man or Lunar Dusk. Ooh. So that's going to be a tough matchup either way. Josh Man definitely proving that a broken arm, not going to do nothing. Lunar Dusk, very capable ICs. And what, what Marth likes playing against ICs, I'm going to go ahead and guess most of them do not like it. So this is already very exciting. We'll have to come back to it when we're done our exhibition best of five. Hada, what else you got? Um, I mean, something that... I I feel semi comfortable leaking this um, because it was leaked on Reddit already. But as we know, another Ludwig event that was going to be happening was the chess boxing event, which is really big and anticipated. And one of the matchups, well, well, one of the matchups was Spud versus Josh Man. Josh Man getting injured and getting his arm broken obviously means that chess boxing probably isn't the best for his general health. And um, was linked on Reddit, so I'm not the primary leak here. But I know it hasn't been officially, officially, officially announced. But the the player who will be taking their spot, none other than All Chat's very own Two Saint, will be what? chess boxing against Spud. So, Y'all need to keep a tight ship over there. What's going on on All Chat? Y'all leaking? Is that what's happening right now? Hey, it was leaked. It was already on Reddit. It's it's. it's no, I know. If you're, but who if you're did a Reddit it? Who monster, done it? I don't know. I think Ludwig accidentally. Slumlord's got to come down with the hotness. I'm pretty sure Ludwig accidentally out. leaked it, but it was all over Reddit. <laughs> but um, you know, closing all that out, um, I believe two saints' words were, you know, I've never seen Spud in a fight before, and I grew up in the ghetto. This is hundred zero free matchup for me, and I'm like, oh shit, let's go two saint, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I feel really good about my boy Two Saints stepping in the ring and stepping up on the board. You know, chess boxing champion, free, easy clap. So excited to see that. And, um, you know, All Chat making moves out here. Not gonna lie. So, guys, mm -hmm. All Chat stock is really hot right now. So, bye, 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 bye. Yes. Yes. We all love All Chat here at BSM Pod. Are you kidding me? What a great collaboration. Unofficial, unofficial. Okay. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the pools. We don't know of the LCQ players who's going to be joining what pool, or maybe there's projections to do that, but I don't have that in front of me. So let's talk. Let's, we've actually talked a lot about the LCQ players enough. 
So let's talk about the invited players, the players who are already in each pool. There are two big pools, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I like when the pools are, are like, there's more of them. They're smaller by number, but I think I like this whole massive 16 player pool. There's two of them. So I, that means that you're going to be getting to see a lot of different matches all at once. It's going to be an insane day tomorrow when all these matches happen. So let's just talk about the pools. Do you have them in front of you or should I get started on this first? Um, go for it. I'm going to pull it up real quick. So to... in the first pool, this is what we got. <laughs> Zane. Why is Kadoran here? Oh, yes. Kadoran was in. Sorry. I'm getting this confused with Summit. <clears throat> Zane. Kadoran. Fiction. Axe. Pipsqueak, Mango, Hungrybox, S2J, Ginger, Lucky, Aklo, and Crudo. So let's just start right there. Woo! This is a great pool. You have three tip-top players in Zane, Mango, and Hungrybox. So we'll all be looking to see how those matchups go. But what about Aklo? Can Aklo have a even or positive record here? If the right Aklo shows up, I think the answer is yes. But, of course, let's not go too far. Let's not go too far. The other interesting thing about this is that I don't think there's any floaties here unless you consider Martha floaty or Sheikah floaty. I consider them a, a the medium weight class. You, sure. you get it. Yeah, yeah. You get it. Get you it. get it. They're, it's it's very interesting to me. Now, of course, there might be a few LCQ players that hop into here that are along the floaty types, so we'll have to wait and see, right? But as it stands now, I really think that somebody like Aklo can do some real work in here. But that's my pick for a surprise, either even record in the pool or a positive record in the pool. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, who who could forget that one nightclub? I think it was earlier this spring where it was Aklo versus Kadoran. It was two grand final sets. And in the, the second set, you get... Linklo on FD, a glorious <laughs> three-stock comeback. I mean, it was not three-stock comeback, sorry. Went down, I think it was maybe like two stocks to four, and then Aklo just took four stocks straight. It was something ridiculous like that. It was awesome. I remember that set pretty clearly, not bar for bar, because I'm struggling on the details a little bit, but I still remember that feeling of there's no way that Lanklow can do this to Kadoran. Oh my gosh, it's actually happening. So that's 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 what I'm looking at. That's what's standing out to me for these pool for this pool, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Hada, if you haven't pulled up, what do you think? I mean it's I also got to give Aklo the credit of the brand new sponsorship. Aklo just pulled a brand new sponsor. I don't have that in front of me, but I did see it on Twitter earlier today. Um, Aklo rocking a brand new sponsor. So I think just that boost, that boosting confidence, knowing that they're doing the right things, they're getting the right recognition. Um, I think Aklo probably one of the most upset capable players in today's metagame as of right now. Absolute ice cold you know, ice in their veins, Kent very hard to shake Aklo shows very prominently, especially in their link gameplay where they have that perfect defensive neutral game where they can open up a tiny crack and take it all the way, or at least take that neutral win interaction, get it for some percent, and then immediately reset it to where they are in a positive capable situation where they can win the next neutral interaction. So super excited to see what Aklo can do in that pool specifically. Um, so I think you're, Got it. You called it right on the nose. I think Aklo might be one of the favorites to really make a deep run in that side of the pool. So, Nouns Esports, by the way, shouts out. That's the new sponsor. Yeah, Nouns Esports for Aklo. Yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, so, shout outs to Nouns. 
for picking up a, that's a really solid pickup i think aklo's uh absolutely probably a really good not necessarily i don't think bargain bins right but um really great value pickup value pickup because <laughs> Everyone knows Aklo is a freak. Everyone knows Aklo is really good, but I don't think Aklo has that dominant, really driving win yet in order to make them a really expensive pickup, if you know what I mean. So, everyone but Aklo knows can do it. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Aklo can definitely do that. As we're saying For on sure. screen, Frenzy, I'm sending meds to game five. So, we're going to hopefully see that as this last game gets underway. And while we discuss the five, the second of two pools, with um, these players, respectively, you got Leffen, Amsa, Moki, Lod, oh. Sfat, Cody, Jmook, Wizrobe, Nun, Slug, Magi, and Spark. So looking at this pool, we do have, I think, probably some incredibly variable performances for the potential either first or second seed moving towards the end. I think Leffen is has the peaks like we just saw with a very dominant losers run performance at DreamHack Rotterdam. Not the best performance losing to both the Canadian Foxes at the Big House. And of course, Amso coming off of two wins in the last two weeks, one being Big House and second being the um, the offseason prevented by Optic. Um, so I do think Amso probably going to be the favorite for seed one coming out of this pool. But of course, we do have some of the scariest losers run players in Moist <laughs> um, Esports own Moki and the absolute wall of consistency in Lod. Lod currently unsponsored, and I believe I saw Melee Sats or Practical Tasks tweet out earlier this uh, this week that Lod is the highest seeded and highest level player to be unsponsored. And so, um, saying along the lines of something like uh, Dignitas or evil geniuses picking up Lod and having um, sponsored scrubs for Dr. Lod and all that good stuff. So, um, and of course, as a Peach player myself, I do really want to see a great performance coming out from Lod. I do think we're due for a uh, deep SFAT winner's one. I know SFAT is uh, also a mark of consistency, but in the same vein as I believe uh, turned down for Walt, um, describing Kadoran, a gatekeeper-esque player, except uh, right now looking at SFAT, probably that top 15, top 20 level gatekeeper, whereas Kadoran definitely the top 10 gatekeeper as of this moment. Uh, Jmook, again, another picture of consistency, the lowest placement post-Genesis uh, 9 being a seventh place performance at the big house. That is the insane. Lowest... That was an incredible loser seventh match. Yeah. <laughs> That's just insane. Yes, you love the uh the the first place match of Genesis 9 being Zane and Jmook playing off for seventh at the big house 10, which just Ooh. really shows the level of depth that we have in our top player pool in our top 10, top 15 level players. So I, I think I've said it the last couple of weeks, Jmook is due for a win. I think Jmook is very due for a win. I think Jmook is incredibly capable of winning this entire thing. And it just has to, it just has, the other shoe just has to drop. It's going to happen. And uh, it just depends on whether it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And then finally, you know who I got the, winning this event? Who do you got? Who do you got? Tell me. Drop, drop it. Drop your prediction. Panda's right very own IBDW. Ooh, Cody dropping with a win. Could be a really Now here's cool the reason points. why I say that. IBDW... Also a pretty good picture of consistency, especially in the second half of the year. Of course, we all remember a couple of outside of top eight finishes like at Pound and so on. But IBW really came into form over the summer. And then I think that this break that was forced onto him 
tended to be a good thing because who was it that came back to the Big House 10 and performed very well to expectations? It wasn't Leffen. It was IBDW hmm. with a, I, I want, yeah, third place finish. Literally, third place. There were only two players better than IBDW according to the bracket that day at the Big House 10. And IBDW hadn't competed at an event in like, what, two months or something? At, Obviously, very, very impressive finish there at the Big House 10 for IBDW. I'm looking at this event where the Ludwig Smash Inventational, it's going to be a grinded out situation. And of course, a lot of these players are used to playing so much melee, but IBDW is right up there with the hardest workers that are going to be showing up to these Swiss pools. And then in the final bracket, you will see IBDW across players like Hungrybox or Zane or Leffen or Mango and go, IBDW has a chance here. And you don't often say that to yourself for rooting for one singular player. I mean, even for somebody like Amsa, who it would be absolutely wild to see Amsa win. If Amsa goes up against Leffen, IBDW, or maybe even JMook again, because JMook looked like he was starting to figure it out just this past week at the offseason. Yeah, shouts out to Optic, by the way. I forgot to say that earlier. Hitch a ride. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He is but a mouse. Anyway, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to pick IBDW here because I view him as the safe pick. It's not Zane who I view as the safe pick or even Mango. I look at IBDW as your safe pick. Mm. And I would like a W. So IBD, give me a W, please. That would be pretty sweet. Um, and then notably, the other PG top player in Plup will be notably absent from this event. I know Plup hey. taking a little bit of a break. And even Amsa saying on his stream this past week that Plup is the best player in the world that Plup is the most difficult player for him to play against. And in my mind, that says to me, Plup's the best player in the world. And I think Plup on a good day is the best player in the world. Plup's a monster. Um, you know, it's. I think Cody is a very consistent coach. I've been saying it for a long time. Cody's a workhorse. And Cody um, puts in those hours, puts in that time, puts in those stream hours, whether it be 18 million subathons in a row or whether that be grinding out matches with every single top player that he can. And uh, <laughs> Cody is... I think you're saying it right now. Cody is a safe pick. I don't see Cody getting less than top eight, even at a tournament this stacked. Someone who I would love to see make a deep run. Uh, again, it's another wild card pick is Slug. Slug is um, with as high of peaks as smacking up Zane in Ices versus Marth. And um, no I wobbling. No wobbling allowed, of course, but Slug couldn't be bothered by wow. that regulation whatsoever. Wow. Slug is another one of my uh wild cards, but I think the true wild card will probably present themselves the second these last chance qualifiers are over. I'm sure there will be a player to emerge from the ashes that's going to make an enormously deep run out of these last chance qualifiers. I just am so tickled pink first of all that we get to have an event like this and i want to give a shout out to mr beast who's somehow helping out with this event i don't know in what capacity but ludwig does the classic twitter post so excited to be running this event so excited to miss my flight and be late for the start but yeah we're not going to be able to make a lot of money back on this in fact we're going to be operating at an omega lull loss 
So I hope y'all enjoy. And Mr. Beast in the replies, yo, can I can I help out? And we're all like, wah! The, one of the, if not the biggest YouTuber in the world. Yeah, sure. By all means. Yeah. I've watched Mr. Beast videos. He throws away money. So <laughs> all, that, all that to say, all that to say, it seems as if something is happening. I don't know in what capacity because I haven't been watching the stream this afternoon, but I saw in the Melee Stats discord something about mr beast chocolate bars so i think i see it that better on, be it i think it i see that on, be, the, on the stream setup so probably something like that yeah it better be a little bit more than that for everybody to enjoy and to have it on the stream setup i'm hoping that there's you know a little bit of behind the scenes oil grease in the form of money being thrown in to help ludwig be able to say yeah i could definitely do this again next year because when you operate at a big loss It'll make you say, I can't afford to do this again next year. That's too soon. Maybe in another couple of years. So hopefully an event like this or a really big open bracket, because that's what I was expecting at first next year. I was not expecting an event to happen this year, but Ludwig just goes, screw it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to do something. We're going to do Limited it live. Open bracket. Do it live. And uh... we're going to have everybody but Plup. Dang it, Plup. Uh, you know, this is, this is, this is so cool. So Big ups to Ludwig and the team for continuing to see this through, even if the money was not going to be a rewarding part of it, but the melee would be a rewarding part of it. That's somebody, again, I think we all know that Ludwig is this kind of person who is willing to say, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm still willing yeah. to run this event. And it's true. He is going to be fine. But still, it, I just... I have so much respect for a content creator when uh, when you know they're they're willing to say I, I could take one on the chin finance wise because the result's still going to be super cool. So I really appreciate Ludwig for all the things over the. I mean, at first I thought Ludwig was just going to be a big streamer that would sponsor somebody like Zane for Genesis Seven, <laughs> but no. Instead, we're getting Ludwig events, and yes, that's so cool. And uh, rocking on the stream right now, we do have Lunar Dusk versus Josh, man. Uh, Kuyachi in the chat, thank you so much for the happy birthday. Hi, birthday to both of Kuyachi. you. Kuyachi! friend, thank you so much. And, uh, I'm turning 27, I'm old. I'm turning 26, <laughs> I am also old. Just slightly less older than, slightly less <laughs> as old as Jesse. But <laughs> I, I love, thank you so much all for all the birthday wishes, guys. I really appreciate it. And um, I think that really wraps us up. So the final thing is is uh we have our best of five set so if you're in the audio listeners thank you so much for all the love just do us if you want to give us a really easy birthday present just go ahead please follow us on the socials continue to support bsm pod uh at bsm pod on twitter at hey hada you know what at you know what you could do for hada a follow on Twitch, maybe a sub on Twitch. Ooh. That's a really good birthday present I, I will tell you that we are on the twitch.tv slash Hey Hada, and we'll probably be that way for the foreseeable future because I finally lost a best of five match versus you, Hada. Well, we won't have to see the next one. Drop the follows. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm planning on streaming a little bit more. I, I've been working from home recently, just finally got into the swing of my new gig. So um going to hopefully get a more concrete stream schedule. Um, it, it's been a good time. It's been a good um, adjustment, and I really love my new uh, team, my new uh, project that I've been working on. So hopping into our in our set. So I'm going to close out of the stream and we're going to go ahead and um, look at a uh, we have our set. So because I have my monthly tomorrow and I do want to get some good practice out of this, you get to pick Jesse. Do you want the chic or do you want the peach? 
My Patreon people want to see the peach at oh, long last. Hey, we have the peach. You PK Smokey are a fucking with the tier lion. one. Thank you so so much. I appreciate that. Let's go, PK Smokey. Shouts out Eternal Project. Let's go. I like that. All right, that's I'm, awesome. We're searching up Cipher 320 on the stream. Hey, so I'm playing Animele Complete Edition, by the way. This is my Ooh. first time doing anything. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. I never want to play normal Melee again, although I will, but like this is, oh, I've never done an aesthetic mod, and let me tell you what, I think I might be in love. <laughs> 